From the PSI ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, we are on the line with Michael Rogan, who's joining us as he's driving across Nevada. We're going to be talking about how to improve our skiing and teaching in the bumps. Michael, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Uh, no, no worries, George. I got plenty of it at this point in time here. I'm uh, um, in Winnemucca, Nevada, trying to get home after a uh, after about a six week road trip. Been, uh, been good. Six week. Well, I know you were out t- uh, training with the team in Aspen. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that was that's about half the halfway mark. Uh, I drove to Park City, where I was. Uh, I skied with a, a wonderful old ski racer. Woke up, lady by the name of Breezy Johnson, and her return to snow for about uh, a week, and then I went to Aspen for training for preparation for interski in Bulgaria. Then from there, I went to Vail, Colorado, to the Logan Academy, which is uh, an extra special event uh, that uh, Vail and Vail Resorts puts on. And uh, the Logan family, which are wonderful uh, benefactors of ski instruction. And then uh, just back to Park City for another almost two weeks with, uh, with Breezy again in her return to snow. So it's been a good trip. Well, we're looking forward to talking with you uh, about your time with the U.S. ski team members there. I look forward to sharing it. Uh, it was a pretty special three weeks of, of time that uh, that was educational, I hope, for and informative for reason, but also uh, it was really educational for me uh, dealing with somebody who is a world-class athlete uh, but it's coming back from uh, injury, surgery. And she was spectacular and a true, true, true professional at, uh, at this job. It was wonderful. Well, it's great to hear that reaction to you from U.S. ski team members because I remember you and I did a show with Stephen Nyman, and he had said if there's one coach he could really work with, it would be Michael Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, Stephen's a pretty special guy. I uh, hope the rest of the season is successful for him, for sure. Well, where's your head right now, Michael? Six weeks on the road, and you've got interski coming up in three weeks. Well, where my head is, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting home. Uh, I got a, a day off with uh, with Robin. That'll be a blast. She and I can spend a spend a day together, and then. Um, and then I got some clinics in Hefley that I'm looking forward to. I mean, California is just choking on snow, so I look forward to getting back to, uh, to Tahoe and to Heavenly Ski Resort and the folks that are getting ready for a level three exam. And um, they had some questions about uh, about skiing and, and teaching bumps. And I spent a lot of time at the Logan Academy with the group that I had skiing, skiing bumps. Uh, so I'm thinking about bumps a lot lately, George. Well, what a perfect time then for this podcast with you about how to improve our own skiing as well as our teaching when we're in the bumps. <laughs> that kind of worked out pretty nice. So let's start with us. What are some uh, things that you feel that we as instructors can do to improve our t- our skiing when we're in the bumps? Uh, you know what? Uh, what I found. At, uh, at the Logan Academy and then uh, also Park City skiing is that it's amazing 
the speed that we ski at on the groomed runs and the cadence of turns that we make on the groomed runs, and then we expect to take that speed and that cadence into uh, runs that have moguls on them or aren't groomed, and they just don't line up at all. Um, you know, uh, the tendency is, is for the group runs to be a little faster. The tendency is for the turns to be a little bit bigger. And you get into a, a bump run, and they just don't line up. They don't match up. They don't sync up. And as a result, um, usually we trip up. <laughs> so what can we do to avoid that tripping up? You know, so here's a game I played with uh, with uh, some folks at the, again, at the Logan Academy of Vail. And, uh, and also, I've kind of caught myself trying to play this game a bunch is just starting to starting to get a sense of how fast you're traveling and how quick you actually would ski the bumps and then working on cadence and if you're if you're not prepared to make a full turn complete turn then uh, at a speed that bumps would come up at, at you then, uh, then it's just never going to work. You're going to make two or three, and I think that's a that's kind of a, a classic line from students who come to take ski lessons, and also people that are trying to figure bump skiing out. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you could work on, but I think the classic line is, "Yeah, I can get three or four, but after after number five, uh, you know, I start to feel like uh, it's coming un- unglued and unraveled." Um, and I think part of that is, is because people just can't turn as fast as they need to for as long as they think they should be able to. Um, and as a result, you make three or four of the bump turns, you get up to a little bit faster speed, and then it becomes unglued. Now, there's this T-shirt that I saw on Tyler Barnes' website, which is, I can't ski bumps, should be... I can't ski, period. Bumps prove it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's, it's a little true, right? I mean, uh, if if your skill set... Uh, look, I, I, that comment has come... Something similar to that is, is, is come out of, of my brain, too. But uh, And it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a slap of feedback, right? I mean, if... Uh, not that I can't ski bumps, but that I can't ski the bumps prove it. Um, you know, there is, there's a little bit harsh to that, for sure, but there's a little truth to it, too. Um, you know, uh, it's amazing that, uh, that you, you find that, that when you're compressed time and space and the terrain goes up and down instead of being grouped flat, uh, and you got to do something on on somebody else's uh, somebody else's rhythm or cadence or or thought process. That uh, you know, it suddenly it becomes a challenge, and you can learn an awful lot about about how how coordinated you are in moving quickly. Uh, you can learn a lot about how you move to to release edges of a ski. Uh, at the beginning of the turn, you can learn a lot about 
about how you turn your skis down the hill and across the hill. Um, you know, people find out really quickly that sometimes they gotta they gotta push off the downhill ski or step or step when things get tight, uh, or they gotta move the tail uh, uphill or across the hill or displace the tail a little a lot more than than releasing and turning the, the tip of the ski down the hill and, and letting that find the, the fall line. Um, you learn a lot about uh, about a pole plant that you only consider a pole plant something that is attached to, to rhythm and flow as you move from turn to turn versus a pole plant that sticks in the ground, helps stabilize your upper body, uh, and it stays there so, so that you can turn your legs uh, against that stability. Um, and those are the things that 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 start to fall apart when when people get uh, challenged in the bumps and, and the coordination of all of those things. So um, and those are three things that uh, that would be a good place to look at and start with, uh, to be better at bumps. You can go out and it's like, oh, these bumps are small. These are very comfortable. These bumps are well-shaped. They're very comfortable. And then you get into something bigger with some pretty big drops in between coming off the back of a bump. Um, skiing still the same? We're just looking at making effective movements? Well, yeah. I mean, in essence, yes. Uh, the way that, the way that uh, my teammates... Uh, with ski bumps wouldn't change. You know, those still things would be important, but but they're also able to manage the the impact or the ups and downs uh, of of bigger bumps, and and those I mean, those require some some different things. I mean, you still got to be able to release. Most of us um, most of us will think about releasing edges and starting a new turn with a little bit of an extension, uh, with a little bit of light thing. Um, challenges is that if that's all you have, that's all you got, and when the ground is coming up, you need to be able to release edges and be able to turn your legs uh, with with flexion from a from a, a flexed position or a deeply flexed position if the bumps are really big, and uh, and all too often um, we kind of. We kind of try it, and we kind of think about it, um, but we don't ever put the again the the constraints of, of time and space. Um, and uh, and I think if we if we did that a little bit more, if we figured out ways to do that a little bit more, like like skiing and initiating a turn with with deep flexion, um, and then appreciating uh, and starting a turn with 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 lots of extension, you know, you need both of those. You can't just have, you can't just have one um, and not be able to do the other if you want to be a good, well-rounded skier. I mean, uh, some people think that way, but I, I think those folks are are just flat out wrong. You got to have both. Uh, but when it comes to bump skiing, you need to be able to, you need to be able to, to release your edges and be able to rotate your skis and turn your skis, whether that be really fast or, or really slow, but you need to be able to do that from a from a deeply flexed spot and uh, not always pushing off of the 
not always pushing off the downhill speed to move uphill only to go back downhill. And, uh, you know, at some point, Doc, those things gotta they gotta show up in your repertoire. Otherwise, you're a couple tools short of a of a complete tool belt. So let's talk now about bringing a class into the bumps. We've got some upper-level intermediates, uh, people who are comfortable on black runs but not so comfortable when those runs are bumped up. What are some things we can do with those students? Well, in a lot of cases, you know, if, if it's your type that you say, I mean, people come to us looking to see bumps as a good thing because we're, we're – we're, we're doing higher-end lessons, and people are seeking out our advice uh, on higher-end lessons. Um, and it's not just kids and, and beginners, certainly with medians, but that person that comes and, and wants to start to venture off, hopefully they have a little bit of an adventure spirit, because the one thing I, I've learned about bump speed and, uh, and seeing with people that are really good at them uh, is that you got to just you got to get in them. You don't get better at seeing moguls by trying to do it in a in a sterile environment of a groomed run that's kind of steep. Uh, you got to get you got to get in there and, and be prepared to, to suffer a little bit. And and at times you get a little you get a little beat up. And, and you got to have that adventure spirit, I think, um, to, to see it through and. And, and accept the challenge. That being said, from a mental approach, you know, I think the things that are really important is, is getting people to understand uh, the importance of knowing, not only being able to produce flat skis, but knowing when their skis are flat and understanding how to make them flat um, and doing so at, uh, at slow and on little, small, little high spots or, or ridges so that they can get comfortable pivoting their feet, pivoting their skis right underneath them. So, so that's a key component. I, I, think, uh, I think a key component is understanding a pole plan and being able to to really, really understand the importance of having a pole that's stuck in the snow and in the right place, in the right spot of the bump, and, and being able to to hang on to the ground so that you can turn your legs without having to huck your upper body somewhere. And that pole plant can sound easy, but uh, getting that timing down can be sometimes a very difficult thing to teach. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you skiing is a skiing is a foot sport, and now suddenly we put a, a really important element into a foot sport that is coordination of your hands and your arms, and an extension of your arms, which is a which is ski pole. And um, being being successful at mogul skiing, uh, there aren't many folks that I've seen on the you know gun barrel. Uh, or East Bowl at Heavenly Ski Resort that don't have a really solid pole plan. Um, it might not always be there all the time, but when they need it, boy, you can you can you can bank on it. 
What are some tips you have for us to teach pole plant? You know, I find that it's kind of interesting, right? Because it is a little tricky to coordinate. You know, I mean, you can take some steps, you can break it down, or you can go big picture. Big picture is let's watch people from the lift as we're riding up to the moguls. You just got to see who's using well and point them out and, and get a sense of, of, of how it how the pole plant works and fits in. And, and I found that some people can just kind of mimic that and capture that. Um, and uh, and if you pay attention and watch it and talk about it and point it out while you're riding lists, it's a good place. And, uh, and then you got to kind of experiment with it. And, you know, I've seen people be successful with, with, uh, with just worried about swinging them, not necessarily touching them on the ground. And just getting used to swinging them, and it doesn't matter quite how it gets done, but but just swing them, and then let's organize and clean up uh, which pole to swing when, so that it's uh, you know it's the left pole to turn to the left, and it's the right pole to turn to the right. Um, and then what uh, what I, I seem to like to do, or I find myself doing often, is having having students follow me and and me really planting my pole and, and pointing out the, the hole in the ground or the mark in the snow and uh, and getting them to, to try and put their pole in the same spot and stay in my tracks. Um, and uh, that seems to, have, seems to have worked pretty well just to get the basic, just to get the basic kind of coordination, coordination down. Um, and then from there, once you get to the to get to the skiing, the actual bumps, um, you know, I, I think that that the pole needs to go into the snow before you change edges, right? That's the goal of the pole is to help stabilize your, your body and, and you. Um, ski edges are stable. Ski bases are unstable inherently, and the ski pole is stable. So if you come into a turn and you're on your edges, you don't need a pole. But if you can get the pole in the snow... Uh, the sea pole planted in the snow as you change edges so that it stays in the snow while your skis are flat, um, then, you, then there's never a point of instability. You, you, you then have a point of the pole becoming stable, helping you stabilize, uh, but your skis become maneuverable or steerable or turnable or pivotable. Uh, so so you, you, you trade your edges and the stability of your edges for the maneuverability of them being on the flat on flat on the snow, but you gain through the plant of the pole, you gain the stability of that whole plant, uh, so that you always have skis uh, that can be or are you that is stable and needs to be turned. <laughs> Michael Rogan, no, that is the best that. description of a pole plant that I have ever heard. Thank you so much. <laughs> Well, you're welcome, George. I mean, you know, it's, it's often people's are, they're, they can be overlooked when we're on the groomed runs and not making really short turns. But if, if you want to make a good short turn, um, you need something to stabilize. And, and the ski pole is there. You bought them. Carry them. Uh, you know, there's been lots of talk. There's been articles, really good articles, in 32 degrees about, about ski pole length. Um, and, and I think that it's something that 
that people just overlook or if a trend is to go shorter, we hop on that trend and you follow it. But there's a, there's a time and a place for a steeple that, that's longer than you would traditionally use. And when it comes to skiing bumps or skiing steeps and you need a, a pole plant to, to help stabilize you, you know, a, a, a steeple that is longer is, is, isn't a bad thing. Uh, as you get better at bumps and or and or you're making uh, you're making short fire turns or arcs on the turns where you're laying the ski over, then a pole plant kind of isn't traditionally as important, uh, but pole activity still is. So then you can get away with a shorter one. I mean, right now there's a trend for ski poles to get a little shorter, but again, I mean, it's uh, if there's a reason why, then go for it. If it your only reason why is because, well, somebody told me to, or that's what I see, or I read, or I saw a video, or this is what this person does, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. you got to have that belief system uh, on your own, uh, and I get that it takes a little bit of knowledge and understanding to get that belief system, but but experimentation and, and, and trying is a, is a great way to learn an awful lot about an awful lot. Any thoughts for us in closing? Yeah, ski more bumps. You know, I mean, we got snow almost everywhere in the U.S. You know, uh, I was just in Utah, and the skiing is fantastic in Park City. I was just in, in Vail, and the skiing is excellent in, in Vail and, and Colorado. Uh, Aspen, the skiing was wonderful and soft. California, I can't wait to get back to Tahoe. and uh, Heavenly Ski Resort, my home, because uh, the snow there is plentiful, and, and I, I look forward to it. But when we got so much good snow across the country. I mean, the, the Northeast is good. Uh, there's blizzard warnings now in, in Minnesota. So sometimes, you know, there's good skiing everywhere. And uh, and I think that's one of the things that happen when you get fresh snow is after you're done skiing that fresh powder, uh, the only thing left is moguls. So ski the moguls. Spend more time in them. Um, you you got to you got to be in them to get good at them, but, uh, but experiment, play, and get friends out, and, and have an idea and a plan, and, and use your ski poles, and flatten your skis, get rid of edges. It's not about putting ski on an edge, it's about getting skis off edges, and, and get to where you can pivot your feet, um, and, and understand how those three things kind of work together and help each other. Um, so get out there and ski moguls. Michael Rogan, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us on First Chair. You're welcome, George. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, especially when you got a voice. You're feeling better. Glad to know that. Thank you very much. From the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.